0: Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Algar. Algar Productions.
1: Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. ( 1968) Episode 358, covering
0: E-Squared and The Council, with Mark Bosco. (eks) My friends, it's it's another it's another this it's another day, uh huh. But Bob's here, yeah. Hello, through Robert. This this whole this whole mess. I don't even have words for it anymore. It's it's just more of this. (laughs) This thing, Mm, this thing. thing. And Bob, you're one you're one of those people who who hasn't like you've watched it before. You you know what's going on, but but you're not following along this time and. (laughs) I so,
1: I am not. I might follow along once you get to season four because it is less I terrible. I think in season four, mm-hmm. but this I don't season think that's in necessary. particular is uh... Le-
0: less terrible. I th- I heard it was the best thing that has ever been created by man, and that all other Star Treks will pale in comparison to the mighty season four. Is that <laughs> is that not
1: accurate? <laughs> well, there's my answer. Okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> Uh, re- real quick, before we get into it, I did want to address one quick thing. This is actually serious. Mm. Um, uh, in in the last episode, we had talked about um, the T'Pol, uh drug addict uh, plotline, um, and a listener called me out correctly for saying that um, uh, I didn't believe Tepal was weak enough to be a drug addict, and yeah. I feel bad about saying it like that. That is that is not what I meant. Yeah, um, I know addiction is a disease and I know it's a thing people struggle with and it's very difficult and people who struggle with addiction are not weak. What I meant was in TV terms, in the sense that when someone on TV coughs and they're sick, like TV deals with very unrealistic, very sort of broad caricatures of real life things. And I meant it in that sense that you know, on TV, if someone uses drugs, that is shorthand for they're weak, and it's wrong. It's wrong. The TV does that, but they do, and that's what I meant. And so, I apologize for that. So, all right, all right, good, hooray! Enough seriousness. Let's uh, let's get angry. <coughs> or or maybe not bob you said you weren't quite as angry as, as at, at this one as we were
1: yeah i think uh i don't know if you if you look at it as a standalone episode it doesn't feel so bad it's i mean it's definitely derivative of a bunch of other episodes that have been on star trek sure. but it's uh mm-hmm. i don't know it's uh i, right. I yeah i don't know well, i i liked the characters well we- so it
0: didn't it didn't make me so angry <laughs> Fair enough. Well, before we get completely into it, why don't you tell us what happened in E-squared?
1: All right. Well, some shady dude wants Archer to go through a space tunnel so he can tesseract closer to the Zindi homeworld for some reason. Probably so he can torture the whole planet at once. I don't know. But I was busy eating a corndog, so uh, I wasn't paying much attention. Trip is worried about T'Pol after they boned, so he lies to her and then gets all pissy when she calls him on it. Seems like a healthy relationship. <clears throat> but there's no time for feelings. Suddenly, another Enterprise shows up. I'll call her E2, because that's not how exponents work, Brandon. E2 is a less metal damaged, and uh, looks more like it was designed by engineers with all sorts of crap bolted onto the outside of it, like so much time-traveling DeLorean. Coincidentally, a half-Vulcan called Lorian and a half-something, Karen Archer, come over to the NX-01 and tell them that they are from 117 years in the... Past. Woo Wait, don't don't you mean in the future? Well yes, but also your past and ugh, don't think about it too much. Time travel is stupid. They've come to warn the NXO one that they'll fail to make it through the tunnel because bad guys and something something warp drive doohickey turns it into a time tunnel instead, and the NXO one gets catapulted into the past and becomes the E two, and everyone gets very, very old and crotchety. Archer, of course, thinks this is some kind of a trick, a ploy to start a war, but Phlox confirms that, yes, they are who they say they are, and also that he is now the father of two-thirds of the Enterprise crew. (laughs) So, they join forces to make the Enterprise faster and more intense, so they can warp to the rendezvous on time. Only, old T'Pol warns young T'Pol that one day, a kid or some crazy wild-eyed scientist may show up and... Oh, wait, no. Warns her that maybe the ship will blow up if they do this. So, Archer decides this isn't the best idea, but Lauren says, Lorian says, screw you, I'm going to save some lives, and steals the NXO One's plasma injectors. Archer, in retaliation, beams away the E2's Ethernet cables, power adapter, and a rug that really tied the room together. <laughs> Lorian surrenders himself, so Archer can yell at him in the brig. But then, Archer suddenly turns, and he's diplomatic and offers to work together? It's all very strange. The E2 swoops in to fight off the bad guys that they knew would be waiting for them at the tunnel, which seems like an obvious solution, and the NX-01 makes it through the tunnel with no trouble at all, making me wonder what the big deal was in the first place. Also, Malcolm falls in love with his mom. Or maybe his mom never existed? Ooh, the end. If
0: only it were the end. (laughs) But...
1: Bob, I'm reading along with your uh with your summary
2: here and uh-huh. the way you've got Archer suddenly turns, it lo- it reads to me like Archer suddenly turns into a diplomat, like someone <laughs> suddenly turns into a werewolf.
0: I mean, for a Brandon Braga episode, that is more plausible uh-huh. than turning into a diplomat.
2: Like the moon comes out and it's full and Archer mm-hmm. looks up to it and gasps and suddenly mm-hmm. he turns into
0: a better person. That's
1: what the woo was that was him howling at the moon. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I do have one point of clarification. Uh-huh. Does eating a corn dog require so much of your focus? <laughs> Apparently, I don't eat many corn dogs because I don't care for them. <laughs> but I
2: will say that when I have eaten them, it has taken all of my all of my uh, energy and all of my concentration to make
0: it w- through one. It's a very complex. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page, here. It's a batter dipped hot dog on a stick, right? It's not like you're calling something else a corn dog that I'm not aware of.
2: Well, I don't know about you, Al, but I'm always worried about biting the stick.
1: I, I would say oh. it's a delicate cornbread wrapped around a delicious meat sausage on a stick.
0: Yeah, that's batter. It's just like made of corn, but it's still batter. You're listening
2: to Corn Dog Talk you're with a watt and Matt Robison. Oh, hey, hey,
0: hey, hey! You know what you would call that show? The, the to- post atomic corn, corn, atom- corn dog.
2: Come fun. on, the corn ato- atomic dog. <laughs> yeah,
0: some variation thereof. Uh. Get Vichelle to cleverly hide a corn dog in the logo. <laughs> Delightful. This Yuck. week,
2: my bad thing is corn dogs. Not very good.
0: Oh, we're gonna get a, a, a stirring debate going here because Bob is is uh, adamantly pro corn dog. I'm my, neutral, so we got a nice. I don't. I, no, I don't know panel, that I. We have represented all the all the opinions.
1: I don't know that I'm adamantly cor- pro corn <laughs> For the just, sake
0: of this argument, you need to be.
1: They just happened to be in the uh, in the fridge at work when I was watching this. So. <laughs> Nah.
0: It, my alternate title for corn dogs is wheat sausage. By the way, <laughs> oh, cor- Matt, corn. It's not wheat. It's corn. That's it's, it's right in the name. Yeah. Okay. I but mean, if someone is gluten sensitive,
1: Al. that's going to be a big
0: issue. Yeah. I don't know if corn is a grass. We better ask Bill Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> uh this this uh, I did not care for it, but. Let's get into this, Bob. You, because what I was saying before, and, and honestly, I don't care if our regular guests are, are following along or not. It does not matter to mm-hmm. me. I would like you to watch the two episodes we're discussing, and then I don't care what you do. That's what I did. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's fine. Um, but I am interested in the experience of people who are following along every week, as opposed to the people who only watch bits and pieces because they seem people seem to take episodes a lot better when they don't have to watch every single one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And that seems to be why people tend to like episodes that we hate, because, uh, not even because you would disagree with us, per se, if you were doing the same thing we were, but just because your experience is different. Oh, totally. They don't have to go through the grind that we do every week. Well, not only that, but a lot of people who are watching along still aren't paying full attention. We have to take notes and figure out where the jokes are and yeah i can play on, like if i didn't have to write a fucking summary i could play on my phone or whatever <laughs> yeah just about everyone who has defended the show has backpedaled and said okay but if i had to watch it the way you guys watched it mm-hmm. i would hate i it. mean even when i was just
1: watching it on my own you know when i watched through the first time season three was right. such a slog it was like you know everybody's acting in the worst possible manner it doesn't seem like you know they're uh you know, adhering to Starfleet I- ideals at all. It's like this is awful. This is, you know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. a couple yeah. of years after nine eleven and it's just I I don't want to be you know, I don't want <laughs> the the future of Starfleet to be this angry, mean xenophobic, you know, thing. Why am I still watching this?
0: Yep but well why were you still watching it you didn't have to uh
1: because i just wanted to watch all of star trek <laughs> at some point
0: I mean, that's fair yeah
2: well you know like this is a time when this is the only star trek and it might have been yeah. the only star trek we were ever gonna get
0: yeah exactly yeah, once it was canceled there was a lot of time where it was like hmm are we ever gonna get anything again i guess yeah. there's no star trek i anymore. guess i'll just have to watch this then and I keep hearing like the big complaint I've heard from people who don't like Discovery is that it's just not Star Trek and it's like but but you like this one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. way more really?
1: Star Trek than this season is at least.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and we'll we'll get into that when we cover Discovery yeah. like defending that show. Sure. But but in terms of this show is way less Star Trek than that is. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now anyway, like maybe it gets better, but right now none of these people embody what I would think of as, you know, Star Trek ideals. Exactly.
2: Nobody no None of the good characters in Discovery ever left in any innocent people to die.
0: No. Yeah. But I, anyway, this is, yeah. Just, and I, the thing that got me was okay, last week we fixated pretty hard on, you know, Archer stealing someone's engine and leaving them to die. Yeah. And then- <laughs> these these descendants of theirs basically did the same thing to them.
2: I like that. That's Yo-i- the <laughs> trick that the the, the Enterprise yep. crew taught their descendants. Yeah. All right. Well, it's when in doubt-
0: down like a like a legend. All right. Like, like, when in doubt, steal the engine. Got it. They can't go anywhere without an engine, and we mm-hmm. can go wherever we want. And I feel yeah.
1: like there must have been legends because when Archer came yeah. over to the other Enterprise, everyone's kind of staring at him like, "Oh,
0: wow, is that Archer? Wow." <laughs> Is that the guy who invented the old engine steel trick? No, everyone's just like, is that the dude from Quantum Leap? <laughs> I think that's the dude from Quantum Leap. What, Dean Stockwell? No, we met him before. He's on that other planet <laughs> torturing people. Uh okay, where to begin? Uh let's let's do some bad things. Bob, what do you got?
1: Uh, mine's a pretty trite thing, but, uh, in the scene with the two Tapals, oh my God, the eye lines in the scene are terrible. Like, (laughs) did they not have a tennis ball for her to look at when she was acting against herself?
2: I'm afraid they hadn't invented tennis balls in film at this point.
0: I I mean, Kate Mulgrew acted against herself like 86,000 times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not like Star Trek didn't have some technology to make this work. I know,
1: right? Uh it was just yeah.
0: No. That was that was my note was like Janeway did this, it's it comes down to the actor and I've been pretty pro Jolene Blaylock to this point. I think she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh her her old age acting I did not care for and her acting against herself I did not care for she
2: the first thing that sprung to mind with when she shows up in old age makeup is Winona Ryder as a <laughs> grandmother in the uh the the opening of Edward Scissorhands. Oh, how are you, sweetie. Scissorhands.
1: Would you like a she cookie? Looked...
2: He's still up there. I think <laughs> of him sometimes, but I don't go up because what? Like he wants to hang out with me anymore? It's not like he's <laughs> oh, lonely no. or
0: anything. She's much softer spoken. Like when I'm old
2: Winona Ryder out.
0: <laughs> and I thought she looked either like uh, old Biff from Back to the Future uh-huh. or yep. uh, the Nagus or uh, like just r- not great. Or
1: Emperor makeup. Palpatine.
0: Uh-huh. Or Palpatine—that's another good one, yeah. And she did have that sort of soft-spoken. Your friends arrive like that, yeah. that. That totally tracks because they're very Strike cartoon me
2: down, young to Paul.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, I get it. Okay, you, these guys have been around for over a hundred years. The only character that would still be alive is her. Uh-huh. But yeah, you kind of hit a limit in her acting ability there. I think. <laughs> And not everyone can act every scenario. Like, I think she's a pretty good Vulcan. Mm-hmm. I just don't think she did a good job with that.
2: But, I mean, yeah. l- listen, if I had to play an old version of myself, yeah, you're going to get, oh. <laughs> yeah, but
0: you also hate old people, so that would
2: definitely make its way into the part. That's true, and also I'd really play up the Alzheimer's.
0: Also, ooh, that would uh, hmm. mm-hmm. that would lose all its comedic effect and just make everyone sad and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, well. Fair enough. But at I least
2: accomplished, the- I guess. At le- also, Matt.
1: Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, at least old Tepaul was uh, was clean. <laughs> didn't, didn't have dirt smeared all oh, over. Oh God,
0: everyone's still got that <laughs> dirty face thing going oh, on. Right. Yeah, right.
2: It's nice to know that in 117 faces. years, somebody invented the face cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah,
0: not not good. It's not hard, um, guys.
2: Just rip up a shirt and get it wet. I know. <laughs> Matt, what was your bad thing? Oh God. Okay, so. Like, so the Enterprise accidentally goes back in time for some reason. How come their fucking balding savior from the future, Daniels, couldn't help them out? That dude's monitoring Archer real closely, and he doesn't seem to have any problem jumping in when the crew needs a boot in the ass. Surely Daniels and his magical time-traveling Enterprise J could come and save the day. This is, what you do, what you don't, this is why you don't have magic assholes from the future helping you out all the time. <laughs> they just give you a get-out-of-peril free card. The only people who should be coming back for the future are murderous steel Terminators, and they should only do it twice before the series gets old and confusing and not very good.
0: <laughs> I will counter with uh, the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles was actually pretty good.
2: Yeah, that's what I hear, but I can't speak to that because I hadn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But oh. every Terminator movie after fucking...
0: Um, oh, no, I'm with you there. Yeah. hmm
1: I don't know. Um, I've, I, I really... Uh, I liked some of the stuff that they they did with the future people. I liked some of the characters. Um, I don't want to step on one of your things, Al, but it was just the it was new, interesting characters. At least you know for this one episode. And um, Al, you were you were gonna say that there's, like, no stakes because they're not supposed to exist anyway and
0: why... No, every time we go to an alternate timeline or whatever, it's like, well, obviously these guys aren't going to keep living. Mm-hmm. So yeah. either they fade into non-existence or they die. Yeah, but if those of the, the two outcomes.
2: I, if the writing is good enough that I give a shit about these guys, then suddenly that's interesting. Yeah. you know like, okay, but I like can, oh, I like I these can guys. Name, I don't want them to not exist anymore.
0: I can only name maybe three times that's happened in all of Star Trek. Exactly. Usually <laughs> they try this and it's terrible. Like, you really have to Work i feel like mm.
1: they had like for the first half of the episode i was invested in this other crew and then it wasn't until they pulled the oh well all right well they're not going to do what we want then we'll just you know steal parts of their engine and run away that i was like okay whatever <laughs> screw these guys
0: here's here's the thing i've realized via discovery and again no spoilers exactly yeah. but it I a lot of ideas that I say on this show that I'm sick of. I'm not sick of. I'm sick of this writing team's version of them. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know how a Bran Braga alternate timeline descendants episode turns out. Mm-hmm. Like in the hands of different writers with different patterns and different you know like uh, different approaches to it. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably like something like this. But I know how this plays out because he's written this episode ten times before. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's less. It's less that I never want to see this kind of episode again, and more I don't want to see him write this. Episode, well,
2: that's so. the thing. Like, we've seen every trick that these guys have in their quiver, and yeah. I'm about done with it now.
0: Yeah, but Discovery proved to us, they did a couple of episodes that we'd seen a hundred times, and we kind of rolled our eyes like, ugh, they're doing one of these, and wait, that was really good. They, they, Oh yeah, someone else can do something different, and it's not the same tired formula every goddamn time. I mean, I come back to this all
2: the time, there's no way in hell that Harry Mudd episode should have worked, and it does. Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. one of the best episodes of that season. I really enjoyed because that. Because new writers are aware of what came before and brought something new to it. Mm-hmm. They didn't just fall back on their own, you know, tired fucking patterns. Yeah. So, and this just felt like like that was that was really what it was to me. It felt like exactly the same beats. And something the show does a lot is it feels like they know you're familiar with Star Trek and they rely on your familiarity instead of building up the characters. They just say, "Well, you know this is important. You've seen this before." Yeah. So like there's a lot of unearned moments where you're supposed to feel like, like, to Paul and Trip getting together, I still yeah. to this day do not think they put in the work to show those characters attracted to each other. They just decided, okay, well, enough time has passed since we implied they would get together. Now they're mm. getting together. Yeah. It's so
2: it's weird, like, too, because they, what they have done is put it like, they this stuff keeps showing up.
0: It yeah. just—it never—it—it—it fe- it, it always feels like they skip steps in it, though, you know. Yeah. It, no, because what they're—I believe what the thinking is. Well, the audience knows the middle bit. We do this all the time, so why don't we just cut to the chase? Yeah. Okay. No. but We need that middle bit.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, none of this adds
0: up. <laughs> yeah. Although I did, and they do all the time. Oh, go ahead.
1: I did like the um, the moment where uh, you know the the future guy who was the uh, son of Trip and Topal Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. we had actually had a moment with Trip because, you know, Trip had died at some point, you know, when he was a Mm -hmm. teenager and he actually, you know, got to tell him you were a good father. And it was was a tiny little moment. And I think, you know, in the context of the episode, it, it actually had emotional resonance.
0: Uh, it didn't for me only because I knew it was coming and they were dragging their feet for two acts revealing who this, this Vulcan's parents were. And it's like, really? I know who it is. And you can see it on my notes. Yeah. Just say it. It's tripping to Paul's. Just say it. Just say it. And like they keep. Preserving the mystery, toying with us, like we're gonna be surprised. No, we really? all know. I did just say it and move to the next. I game.
1: didn't feel like we were being toyed with. I felt it was obvious from oh, the I start. Didn't. But
0: I don't, I don't. Mm, yeah, because it is obvious from the start. But it felt to me like the show wanted to keep you guessing. And <laughs> ugh. Uh, I,
2: I will I'm take uh, Trip's delight over being a
0: father. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Trip- which Which is trip great. remembering that he feels delight did is is good on anyone. Am I
2: a really? good dad? Tell me about the times when I was a dad. Did we did we play did catch? I, <laughs> was the cat in the cradle with the silver spoon? I think I heard about that one time. Did we go fishing sometimes? Of course. I then mean, Trip Junior is just like, well, you died.
0: Yeah, we oh. were stuck in the Zindi expanse the whole time, so not a lot of fishing here D- in space. Did I buy
1: a, die in a freak boating accident? <laughs> You died when you shoved a
0: fork into an electrical socket. It was real weird. Uh, you did tell me to tell people that you died in a boat accident. But... So technically, no, but also yes. Tell them tell I died on a boat. In
2: the... Tell people I died in the coolest way possible. Jump in a fan boat over the world's biggest crocodile at the World's Fair.
0: Excuse me, Gator, Matt. Come on. I know you have trouble keeping them apart. It's uh, An alligator will, s- will see you later, but a crocodile will see you in a while. No, That's crocodiles
2: hang down from the ceiling. Alligators <laughs> come up from the ground, Al. Come on.
0: Right. From the swamp. Mm-hmm. From a,
2: yeah, the ground of the swamp. Mm-hmm. The woolly swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the woolly swamp? Yeah, no, the woolly swamp.
0: So it's, like, got hair?
2: There's a legend down here in that old woolly swamp. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Are you going to sing to me about Amos Moses no. I might, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, my bad thing.
2: <laughs> this, the,
0: this episode expects me to believe that Archer, albeit an Archer from an alternate reality, hooked up with an alien at some point. Mm-hmm. There is no fucking way this guy ever put his dick in anything that is not completely human yeah. with a certificate to prove that. You
1: know, Al, there are ways to do that without putting your dick in something. <laughs>
0: I, that's that's fair, but I still don't think he would want his his you know perfect human DNA mixing with alien.
2: Yeah, no. All I, I all I can hear is just him and his head going alien,
0: gross. Yeah, no. He's been the most just xenophobic, human centric guy there is.
2: If only and there was a way to when- have a child with my dead father. <laughs>
0: How about how about hey Flocks? Uh, remember that uh, uh, clone abomination you made of Trip? Can you make me one of those? Then they will just be another meat <laughs> Perfect. Then we can yeah. bone. Oh wait, that's <laughs> not Trip.
1: <laughs> you guys no, talk Trip about isn't. boning? Then we can bone.
0: Bone. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's when when, um, (laughs) this this half alien chick shows up and she's like uh, uh, Archer's granddaughter. I'm like, okay, well, Archer and a human had a kid who then, like, mated with an alien. Mm -hmm. Like, that's got to be it. Archer hooking up with an alien just does not track for me at all. And, like, jokes aside, I seriously, it's just not in his character. Mm -hmm. He's not attracted to them. He doesn't, like, he's always so dismissive and grossed out by other cultures. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't buy it, especially since he's on a ship full of, you know, humans. I mean, I was going to say, you know, 117
2: years, it's a lot of time to learn things, but Archer doesn't
1: learn things. And he didn't live no. that long. He's dead now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a generation ship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, past. Exactly. Him. I don't know.
2: I don't know how long. I don't know what the life expectancy is yet.
0: Hmm. Well, also in the Zindi Expanse, like, everything's all weird and fucked up there, so probably less than it normally would be. Yeah, shit's
2: always exploding or turning into a giant snake or whatever, you know. (laughs) He died of an infection
1: because he
0: would never wash his face. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, plus, Matt, don't forget the Expanse is full of balls. That's true. (laughs) Balls everywhere, just nonstop balls, because Mr. T never existed to eat them, so. (laughs) Uh. Way to call back to the beginning of the internet. Yep. (laughs) Well, we got thrown back in time, so that was the only meme. You know, I've got an all-your-base joke around here somewhere I could probably roll out. Hey, we did an all-your-base sketch. All three of us were were involved with this Uh in front of a massive audience that that applauded and laughed at it. So uh, don't tell me that won't land. I have proof. If if only
1: we had done a mister t ate T-Ain't-My-Ball sketch
0: instead. Ah. well, it did make the cut. I'm sure I've got one in me somewhere. Mm. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh, balls.
2: Balls. <laughs> balls. we got to do something about these ball builders. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It says here ball busters. Excuse me.
0: Mm. Yeah, if you just do a find and replace for, of sphere builders, ball builders, I think you would you, like, find them much less objectionable. Bob, what was your good thing about this episode? Um, my
1: good thing was, uh, that it's a time travel episode, and, uh, you know, the character, the captain of the E2 is named Lorian. That just delighted me.
0: (laughs) Do you think that was on purpose? I I think
1: it must be. (laughs) I mean... I mean, you... Who else is... You think... Where's the name Lorian come from otherwise?
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know. They they come up with dumb alien names every week. I suppose. I th- I feel like they have a character generator that just you know comes up with these.
2: I it's, it's
0: definitely possible. Maybe it's just coincidence. it could have been
2: much worse. <laughs> yeah. Trips like and, and trip meet your meet your your son Tim Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Machine. That's my favorite Bowie album. No, 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 no. Tim. Oh. Actually, now that I think about it. That actually does sound like a name Trip would pick.
1: Yeah, probably Tim Machine. <laughs> Wait, you know Wait. a machine?
2: <laughs> I can work on you, Trip. Please get, your, please get that wrench away from the child.
0: <clears throat> we had, we had two, we had two sons, but the other one uh, he didn't make it just in time. Trip, unfortunately, <laughs>
1: he's, he's dead. Oh, I thought that was out of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: my my good thing kind of ties in. Uh to, to yours, Bob. Uh mm-hmm. Lorian, the, the um the Vulcan guy. I always talk about when any Star Trek show casts an actor that's well suited to the to the uh to the race that they're playing. Mm-hmm. And uh in this case, like they picked a good Vulcan guy. Like I like the guy who played him quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I like that guy a ton. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to look up his name apparently,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I we don't even remember most of the names of the like the primary cast. So why why would I look at that?
1: Yeah, I feel like I've seen him before like in some sort of like, you know, uh, you know, regular earthbound space drama or something, you know, like sure. the one of the Apollo okay. missions or something like that. Mm. He seems like that sort of guy.
0: Mm. Yeah, it might be he he had that I don't know and, and it's kind of an indescribable quality, but like a good voice and just the right physical appearance mm-hmm. and the, I I liked him. I you know, I wasn't as invested in the characters you were because I knew, you know, yeah. nothing that happened mattered and I knew by the third act they would reveal this and by the fourth <laughs> act this would happen and mm. then he would go away.
1: But I I felt like in the early on, it was like he actually was a way better captain than Archer was. He like felt level-headed, and he was like you know being diplomatic, and had you know some good sense, and was you know talking to people and making progress, and actually working toward a goal. And then you're
0: absolutely correct.
1: And then he just decides to you know steal parts of their ship and run off,
0: and it's like well that all went out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're you're absolutely correct, but. I also think uh, Porthos would make a better captain. So. I mean, clearly, and he would be sticking his head out the the, the, window <laughs> on the bridge. So. Like they'd have to build him a special helmet everyone's so he could just, survive the experience. Everyone's just
1: sucked out into space. Porthos is there <laughs> with his tongue sticking out.
0: <laughs> Woo! I feel I feel like like flocks um, built him a, a helmet so that he wouldn't die doing it, mm-hmm. but everyone else would. <laughs> Like, what you're describing would still happen, but Porthos would be fine because he'd have a helmet. <laughs> yep, fair. <laughs> or maybe that's when they designed the uh, invisible shields like they had in the animated series. <laughs> so you get the full visual effect without ruining it with the helmet. Mm.
2: Now, see, these were originally invented so that Admiral Archer could walk his beagle in space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except he always made, like, lesser crewmen do it. Go go, take my dog for walkies, crewman whoever. <laughs> You're going to need this bag. Can't we just let it float out into space? No. No. You think I want uh, a Matt, dog turd flying into a ship somewhere? <laughs> let's, start, let's start a war. Hey, we talked about this before. They collect into it their own asteroid or something. Oh, God. Oh. That's unpleasant. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Where no man wants to go before. <laughs> Matt, what would you have for a good thing?
2: Uh, it turns out that Malcolm Reed dies alone. So, you know, I would have bet good money on that.
0: hmm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all, like, taking a peek into the Christmas presents of their future. Like, uh, who, who'd who you hook up with? Who'd you yeah. hook up with? And Malcolm's like, I hooked up with no one. I died alone. Nobody <laughs> loves me. Oh, that's that's a... That's the Reed
2: shame. family dies with me, Malcolm Reed.
0: Uh, what else? Anything?
2: Ugh, uh, what the hell else happened in this stupid fucking episode?
0: <laughs> Nothing that mattered. Uh, Let's see... Uh, a lot, of, a lot of just running in place. I mean, both of these episodes really just, like, could have not happened. You could have just scrubbed both of these from the order, and the serialized story would end up exactly the same. Nothing mm-hmm. in these episodes really has any effect on anything. Because they created a an obstacle to their next point in this episode and then solved that obstacle in the same episode. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, like, running in place. Yeah.
1: Oh, I did so. notice the... Uh- <laughs> When they were the future, folks were telling them what happened. They did these this like uh, grainy flashback footage.
0: Oh, it Was God. like, wow, mm-hmm. that's
1: the exact same trick that I used in uh, digging for the truth and twenty other <laughs> things that I edited for. Oh yeah, uh, back when you
0: when you edited shows for cable. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that is that was a well worn
0: editor's trope.
1: <laughs> so let's, let's just yeah, and throw this, is, this grain filter on it.
0: <laughs> this is two thousand four. It was already well worn at that. Oh point. yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. No, I thought it looked like a uh, an old um, uh, infomercial. <laughs> Getting thrown into the past is painful. Ouch! <laughs> if only there was a better way. <laughs> also, they left the ending ambiguous. Maybe these guys didn't die. We still remember they existed. Maybe they'll come back. Oh, God, I hope not. Yeah, please. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is not something I feel like we need to follow that up on. That doesn't
1: seem likely, but... Okay.
0: No, but that's, they kind of like winked at the camera at the end, like, well, maybe we'll see them again. No, maybe we won't. Yeah. No. Nah. Alright, anything else?
2: Oh, I got one last thing. So, yes. when they're in the in sickbay checking out uh, Lorian to, like, to confirm that, like, he's descended from T'Pol, Archer goes, who's the father? Mm-hmm. Like, it's any of
0: your fucking business, John. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> trained diplomat jonathan arch who's a father <laughs>
2: what are you fucking maury <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: wow that's a deep cut uh, <laughs> thought about that guy in years <laughs> nor should you <laughs> well he started as a relatively uh uh reputable journalist or you know tv anchor like uh where we grew up in the yeah. DC. so i think of him as a news guy not as a trash TV guy. Yeah, no,
2: sorry. It turns out trash makes a lot more money.
0: Yeah, well, I know. But but I first think of him as the news guy on Channel 5, so. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Bob, you got an alternate title for us? I do.
1: My alternate title is Enterprise. (laughs) Enterprise? Yes, mmm,
0: pies. Mm -hmm. Enterprise -enterprise. (laughs) Schmenterprise. I mean, that makes more sense than E squared. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Which I thought was some kind of a play on E equals MC squared because of time travel. Uh-huh. But no, no, nope. it's just two no. E's. Yeah,
1: that's yeah.
0: Uh, Matt, w- yeah, Matt. What do you got? Uh, children
2: of time two. More children, more ch- trouble. <laughs> ch- trouble.
0: <laughs> I went with the reference to them uh, stealing the engines from the engine stealers. I called <laughs> it. I learned it from watching you.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Bob. You got a quote for us? Ah, yes, this is uh, Lorian trying to explain time travel to Archer.
2: There are now two of me here, and there are two of you here. The other me is the Dark Emma Brown from 1955. The other me that helps the other you get back to 1985.
0: Remember the lightning bolt at the clock tower? Yeah. That event doesn't happen
2: until tonight, so you must be very careful not to run into your other self.
0: I'm not sure that's from this, (laughs) but uh, I'll allow it. All right.
2: At this point, I'm I'm just glad that we're get, we're getting interesting quotes instead of the boring dialogue from this show.
0: Well, I usually just give up and say I'm not doing a quote this week, but mm-hmm. that, that is that is definitely like uh, I think uh, Brian did this uh, a couple of weeks ago too. Like that that is definitely a better way to to address this show's non quotability.
2: This this episode sucked. I'm just gonna splice in three minutes from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah.
1: Nora, well, I guess this is most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes those of you who follow Matt on Twitter go back and watch his uh, oh, great my f- interactions with Wendy's
2: <laughs> fight with the Wendy's corporation
0: <laughs> well wh- in character fight as Mr. Freeze <laughs> Nora uh, that, was, that was the first thing I saw when I woke up that morning oh and, my god uh, that was delightful got my, got my day started off right just, just good <laughs> stuff alright uh, Matt why don't you now tell us what happens in the council oh lord okay
2: so we start in a blank void where a bunch of sphere builders in differently colored bodices talk cryptically to one another about deploying the weapon and timelines and stuff. You guys all watch serialized sci-fi. You know what the shit looks like. They're trying to make things interesting. They fail. Meanwhile, Archer and the Enterprise meet up with the new pal slash old kidnapping victim, Degra, to discuss Archer going before the Council of Doom. On the way there, they meet up with the head reptile, Zindi, who yells a lot. Degra shoots at him which I appreciate getting sick of this guy on the planet. The Zindi all yell at each other, but Archer gets their attention by yelling louder as is his wont. The more human looking council is intrigued and enterprise manages to convince the aquatics by slightly adjusting the temperature of their tank water. Everything is going according to plan. And then reptile guy stabs Degra to death. And just when he and trip put, excuse me. And just when he and trip had put their differences aside to work on a soapbox Derby racer,
1: <sighs>
2: <sighs> Reptile Zindi returns to the council only to leave in a huff and steal a sphere to go blow up Earth. Also we kidnaps Hoshi because he is a
0: dick. <laughs> so we have the dick Zindy in this one. Yes. Any <laughs> more dicks for their dick ship. <laughs> oh Lord <laughs> Yes, you've you mentioned know. that several times, sir. Yeah, well, the show <laughs> keeps mentioning it several times. I'm actually gonna gonna cut to my bad thing right away. I just yeah, please. Get this off my chest. So This episode is about Archer trying to win over the Zindi, trying to get them on his side and say, look, you guys are being manipulated. We we need to be on the same side. Uh, this is exactly the plot of The Forgotten, two episodes Mm -hmm. ago, and Azadi Prime, four episodes ago. This show does not know how to do serialization because we keep hitting the same basic points over and over and over. Like, I get we're not seeing exactly the same thing. I understand these are different episodes with slightly different stakes.
2: He's gotta work his way around all of the Zindi, convincing them each, one by one.
0: (laughs) It it plays out like a video game. He's gotta beat this level, and then this boss, and then this boss. Like, I get that, but dramatically, from, from an audience perspective, it feels like the same beat three different times because it's not like Archer is Captain Picard making a a bold speech like like a, an impassioned like uh, defense of humanity and you have to help us. It's Archer yelling at. Three different sets of people with ex- yep. almost identical words. Yep, it's the same thing. It's like they're stalling for time because they don't have enough dramatic moments to get them to episode twenty-four at the end. It's oh, just... the th- it's hard to fill twenty-four episodes of a series. Al, then don't do serialized. <laughs> like I'm all for a serialized story, but if you don't have enough episodes, then don't.
1: Oh no, but they have to. Like, they have to make the amount of episodes so that they can sell them on the uh, you know the aftermarket. No, no, I-
0: Al,
2: we're trying to get syndicated
0: here, for Christ. <laughs> if sick. your serialized story is only ten episodes long, then do that and then do some standalones. Like, DS9 did that. They had, mm-hmm. like, a great ten-part serialized thing, and then they jumped back into Aliens of the Week. Like,
2: I don't know. We just watched a standalone episode that was not very good.
0: <laughs> that was ostensibly part of the serial, though, because they're supposed to go meet Degra, and they got, like, waylaid by Jack Assery, and then <laughs> overcame the waylaying, like... You know, it's, it's like I just said, like, they were on their way from point A to point B, then an obstacle appeared, and then they overcame the obstacle within the same mm-hmm. episode, so it's like it never happened.
1: I want to mm-hmm. change my good thing is so it's when you say Jackassery.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just quoting Venture Brothers. I can't take full credit. <laughs> oh, <for that>. no. <laughs> Waylaid by Jackassery, Brock. <laughs> it's a walking eye, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that show. We all do. It'll be back someday. It's not canceled. Uh-huh. It's just between seasons. <laughs> sure. Look, Doc Hammer has a lot
2: going on right now, okay?
0: Uh, they have to painstakingly hand draw each frame, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only explanation. The two those two guys, like nobody else can Yeah, do there's
2: it. no one else working on that show, like Yeah, just them. <laughs> That's why it's so great, but yeah. And I think Jackson Public
0: works on another
2: cartoon now.
0: Could be. <sighs> anyway, it just it bugs me because seriously, the plot of this is almost identical to the plot of of two other episodes we just saw. Oh, yeah. Like Archer and Archer's not a good enough like, you know, debate well, no, guy.
2: Yeah, there's no <laughs> riveting diplomacy because he's so fucking bad at it.
0: No, you could do this same episode, like three variations of the same episode with someone like Picard, someone who's great at convincing people through his rhetoric, but mm-hmm. Archer is not that guy. Yeah. It's just Have dull. I tried
2: cutting off the fingers of the person who's getting in my
0: way? Mm. <laughs> Some of these aliens have way more knuckles than humans, so I could I could do this for I a could while. I fucking
1: <laughs> go all night. God. Yeah. Uh, Bob, what do you got for a bad thing? Uh, my bad thing was that uh, <laughs> someone <laughs> left the spark machine on an engineering. This is how you get fires, Trip.
2: I, I I have a note on this from the last episode. Engineering gets set on fire a lot.
1: Like, how is was it on fire again? It's because they
0: keep leaving maybe, the spark machine running. It's like maybe Tapal's Paul's quarters are like adjoined to engineering because she's got those candles going all the fucking time. Candles.
2: Well, and of course the Enterprise cow keeps kicking over the Enterprise lantern. So
0: you <laughs> gotta have the Enterprise cow.
1: I was just very amused, because there's, there's like, I mean, massive, massive amount of sparks. It's, like, way more than you would ever get from, like, you know, welding something or whatever. It's just, like, where is this coming from? And then it cuts to the scene in the hall, and there's, like, some dude in the back that is just, like, literally holding a device that sprays sparks everywhere.
0: (laughs) Yep. It feels like, and and we praise the visuals on the show so much, like the the, the effects and the set and the and the makeup guys are usually pretty on point. Mm-hmm. But some of the shorthand they're using to show that the Enterprise is in trouble, like the dirty faces, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the sparks falls in that category. Oh right? yeah. Okay, we need the audience just tuning in to know we're in trouble. Uh, sparks, there, something's broken. Good yes. done.
2: My favorite was still like three weeks back when a dude ran by engulfed in flames because of how on fire engineering I was. <laughs> You got to stop, drop, and roll, pal. There you go. Get back to work. Yeah, I got an idea. I'm going to throw beers at him until he's not on fire anymore. <laughs> That's
0: how the volunteer fire department in Florida works.
1: <laughs> Just shake up the can first.
0: How you doing, yeah. Mike? You still on fire?
1: <laughs> ah, hell.
2: Look, give me, give me the whiskey. Said, that ought to do the trick.
0: Captain said we don't a got eight hours. We got to do it in two. So uh, you better take care of that. <laughs>
1: Maybe I could use this bottle of
0: champagne instead. It's a little bigger. (laughs) Ma, the French champagne. (laughs) Crash. There. Now you're Christmas.
2: (laughs) Matt, what was your bad thing? Uh, Let's see here. Um, I'm not impressed by the sphere builders. Uh, They look like somebody swooshed the Borg Queen and the female changeling together. And remind me of Star Trek shows I would rather be watching.
0: I, I like them, actually. Like, I mean... For, let's be clear. I'm grading on a steep curve for this mm. show. All the all the like enemy races we've seen so far, I think they look better than the Sulaban or any of the one-off guys we've gotten. Oh yeah, but you're you're right. In the in context of all Star Trek, they're not super great. Yeah, I I like that they're all women. That's something.
2: Yeah, that's kind of cool. I guess I'll take but, that.
0: But yeah, no, mm-hmm. and, and I'm still not as annoyed by the name Sphere Builders as like you and Flonk were. But yeah. you know. it's it's not a very good commando
2: name, Al. <laughs> But they built the spheres. I mean, they do. I guess if that's all you do is just build spheres all day, like, look, you f- you build one sphere and then
0: you're Johnny Sphere Builder for the rest <laughs> of your life. So you're saying at least they're not called the Goat Fuckers? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like they. Bob, where do you where do you weigh in in the whole Sphere Builder thing? I f- I feel like they're. Um...
1: They they look like they are the wormhole aliens from DS Nine, except
0: more selfish and and manipulative. Mm. Well, their their environment is just like that with the washed out light. Yeah, the, the alien design, like because we never saw what the what the what the uh, prophets actually look like. They always looked like guys we'd seen before. So oh uh, oh, I suppose you're right. Yeah, they always appeared to Cisco as other guys. Yeah.
1: I kind of felt like I had seen them and they looked kind of like that, but maybe I just was
0: conflating no, the two. So. Yeah. No, he was always like, cause they were always drawing from his memory. So like whoever happened to be in that episode, basically like, yeah, they'd appear to him as Kai Winn and Kira and Odo and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But, it, but it's that, it's the effect. It's that washed out. Like, yeah. like all you see is light. Like, you know, yeah. They're in That's this white void of him, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, as Matt pointed out, I think visually you might also be thinking about the the uh, changelings because there's definitely a bit of that in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that weird smooth face. Yep. Yeah, I thought I think they're fine. I I kind of like the design, to be honest. Um, just mm-hmm. of the makeup, but it's not. I don't know. Not it doesn't you know super stand out.
2: The, o- the only thing I do like is that their bodices are apparently gold, silver, and bronze, so that you know, like, how well at spear- sphere-building they are. And <laughs> yeah, their leader, leader obviously got a gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But then there should only be three of them. The rest of them don't place, And they should be so standing on be-
2: boxes of differing
0: heights. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you also had sort of a of a secondary bad thing here.
2: Yeah, Phlox also mentions he has a tapeworm. Way to make me throw
0: up, Enterprise. Oh, everything Oh, I yeah. Can
1: throw off. Good dieting oh. technique.
0: Uh I I just uh, the the big thing in this one is that we learned that there was a sixth Zindi race, the bird Zindi. Yep. Or avians, I guess they called them. Mm-hmm. And and I was disappointed we didn't get to see them. Like they would have been much more visually interesting than like the three humanoid ones. Like yep. I like the I like the Zorak guys, I like the fish guys. The lizard ones are okay, but bird ones would have been
1: very cool. Well, we saw one of their skulls, and it had teeth, which was kind of weird. But <laughs> yeah, birds with teeth. I don't think there's anything worse than that.
0: I don't know. We see fish with arms, like Ugh. fish with armus.
1: Hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, th- you know. I believe I can fly. <laughs> uh, he would just drip everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'd just be like, um. After, like, the Exxon Valdez, Valdez, however you say that, you know, like just oil. Oh, and water. yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the birds indie would have been cool to see. Like, yeah, we saw their skull, but that was it. Like, I yeah. wanted to, yeah. those they're guys. All, uh, mean, they're all just big bird. <laughs> see, I pictured we, we saw some bird guys in the, the animated series. Oh, that's right. Would have been cool if they'd been tied into them somehow. <laughs> but nah. Instead, we get to watch monkey guys and slightly different monkey guys. It's good and to meet occasionally... you. What's up? It's good
2: to meet you, Captain Archer. Would you like to meet my friend, Mister Snuffleupagus?
0: <laughs> Captain, I'm not detecting a second life. <laughs> no, I just like we we see the guys who are the easiest to do makeup on, and then occasionally, when we have the CG budget, you get to see the Zorak guys for a second. Yep. It's like you guys set these up. If if you're not if you don't have enough to pay them off, then why did you do it in the first place? You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, these are the these are the rubber mask guys. Here's who you're mostly going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just a little disappointing is all. Yeah, I'm I'm all for like more elaborate aliens. Oh yeah, I
1: mean, but even at the time, it was you know, it was cool that they were doing that at all because you're you're getting... yeah, it absolutely was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's just like I said. They established some like the fish guys and the and the the insect guys, and we barely see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I I'd love to spend a whole episode with one of them, but I guess yeah. it's just out of their budget. So yeah. So cool. Yeah, I like. Them. I do like the insect guys. Uh, yeah, me too. I like the, the fish guys. Honestly, are probably my favorite just because they're so like completely different from it's su- It's such a unique dis- like mm. look. Yeah. I, and you know, it's it's not exactly unique. Like there's well no. You know, they look There's like an they... Oscar-winning film about it now, but, <laughs> yeah. you know.
2: No, it looks like they stapled a guy to an eel, but, you know, like, I'll take what <laughs> but, I can get.
0: But for Star Trek, we haven't seen guys who live in anything but air before. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's nice. I mean, we have seen, like, one-offs once or twice. There was a whale. You don't see them very often. Yeah, that's, well. Yep. Were there whales? Uh, there were guys who talked to whales. <laughs> in the past. Yeah. Well, Captain, there'd be whales here. Yeah, we don't know what the guys who sent the whale probe look like. Oh well, all right. (laughs) They're just big whales, just like they might be. That I like. I could be, but we never saw them. We only saw their probe. So who? I want
2: someone to talk to.
0: It's just it's a whale wearing a headset. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) controlling that probe like a drone Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) with his little Xbox
0: controller. Yep. Hello, Earth? <laughs> Are there whales there? Hello? Uh, Timmy, don't vaporize their oceans trying to say hello. I'm not, Mom. <laughs> God. Uh, Bob, what was your good thing?
1: Uh, I thought the design, uh, the uh, the weapon was cool. They, kind of like a spinny, clockwork, steampunk-looking thing. mm mm-hmm. Which doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense why it would be that way, but it looks cool. I like the, nope, the intricate right. design of its, you know, kind of that. Uh, what do you call it? Like an orrery or something, where it's like you
0: know got well lots of sorry lots of things spinning on sort of different like um, different planes, like um, yeah, like a gyroscope, like kind
1: multiple of shells yeah. and they're all rotating against each other and yeah yeah. I don't know. I'm a no, sucker they, we for gotta, that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: No, we liked it, too. Actually, yeah. um, and this is one of the times, because you're not following along, we we got a, actually a really good look at it in an episode with an alternate future that ended up not happening. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, the disgust in your voice. <laughs> where, it, where it went and blew up Earth, and we got a, a good look at it. And mm. it, is, it is a neat-looking thing. Somebody pointed out, and I don't know who this was, and I apologize. Uh, I don't remember, but I, I believe a listener pointed this out. Zindi's plan seems to be... Uh, build a test weapon, test it on the planet you're going to use it on, and then build a bigger one. Right. Like, they blew up part of Earth to then blow up Earth. What? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be like America testing the atomic bomb in Japan so that they could then use it on Japan. Like, sure. no, you test it in the desert first, yeah. and then you use it. Well, no, you well,
1: got to well, test well. it on the thing you're actually going to blow up so that you know what the, the properties are and how it's going to react. And then you build a bigger mm. one.
0: But that makes it, sense. Uh, but then they'll get mad and send people after you like they've done. <laughs> oh. Well, Al, I'm going to point out that uh, there's no subset of Zindi
2: called the Smart Zindi. <laughs> I guess that's true.
0: Maybe they're extinct. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, or maybe maybe they just evolved into skulls.
2: <laughs> I mean, that is how it Zindi. works
0: yeah the the birds indie aren't dead they're just skulls now yep. God that's the ultimate version of turning into a skeleton <laughs> that's not that's not how evolution works, but Star Trek has never known how evolution works, so maybe it is hi, I'm a skeletons indie yeah. no, he would sound like Murray from Monkey Island.
1: <laughs> Here, let me play the marimbas. that will convince you
0: <laughs> <laughs> on my own ribs uh Matt, what was your good thing? Uh, Kind of a cool
2: space battle at the end. Mm-hmm. Good job on that. Oh, and uh, Malcolm and Paul fight an evil arm like it's a video game boss. That was pretty fucking oh, funny. Oh, yeah.
1: That was great.
0: That was a robot arm, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an evil robot arm. Well, let the the listeners who aren't following along might think it was just a disembodied arm from someone's body. But um, no,
2: basically, it killed the Mako, guy, the nameless Mako guy they brought along with them, the red
0: shirt. Uh, and yeah, then his they had first to wait, red shirt.
2: And then they had to wait until the evil red eye in the middle blinked, and then they shot um, it in the evil red eye with their phasers, and then it exploded. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they yeah, got was some like, experience
0: points. Uh-huh. It was like the evil version of the Grabo arm on the Enterprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> I'm trying to get a prize. Pew, pew,
0: pew. <laughs> you want to send Trip in for that. He's he's the best at the claw game, I, I imagine.
2: I got no, a degree no. in claw game. <laughs> I got to get a little they stuffed just... bear.
0: Well, <laughs> they just give degrees out for anything at Jacksonville University, don't they?
1: Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a stuffed boat. I want to grab that. <laughs>
2: Trip, doesn't, majored doesn't in float, claw- but... Trip majored in claw game and has a PhD <laughs> in Gilligan's Island
0: trivia. <laughs> But only the color seasons. I don't like them black and white ones. I don't don't have... What's even the point? I don't have no patience for and the rest. (laughs) If you ain't going to call them all out in the theme song, I ain't interested. It's the Professor
2: and Marianne. Pay attention.
0: (laughs) God Um, dang it. Speaking of that bit with Malcolm, though, there was a bit where Malcolm, like, the Mako gets killed and Malcolm just has this indignant, like, I can't believe so many people are dying. Like, where did this come from? Yeah, Jesus like, Christ. It's, like I was talking before, there's just so many beats that come because that's what the formula yeah. says this is time for, but yeah. we have not earned at all. Like, what happened- Malcolm hasn't. Go ahead.
1: Oh, what happened at the beginning of that scene? Was he like did he punch the wall or something? I like blinked and something missed it, like and he's like holding like his I hand in agony. <laughs> I,
0: I just hate so. walls so much. He just <laughs> he hasn't been particularly affected by any of this. He hasn't been particularly like like uh hesitant to mm-hmm. send the troops in because it's dangerous, and now suddenly he's just so angry about it, and it's like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it bugs me that this show does that so often. They never earn their, like, emotional moments. Yeah. And it's the same with Trip making friends with that one Zindi guy. Like, a couple episodes ago, he was so mad because this is the guy who pulled the trigger on seven million earthlings. And now he's like, yeah, but uh, now we're friends, so uh, I guess it's okay. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) What? Where did that come from? Yeah. Are you mad or are you not mad? Like, we didn't see the in-between part. I'm a lot of things.
1: Well, he's you know the the uh, Zindi guy like you know pleaded his case and and Trip wandered off and then thought while other things were uh, happening in the episode and then then now yeah, he's I, fine.
0: In in real life that would work, but on TV you need to see him like you need to see some evidence of that. Yeah, some kind of have a conversation with someone or or even a close up of his face just like. Thinking and then realizing something, anything.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just imagining a close-up of Trish's face thinking.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Scratching his chin. Huh. Well, I'll be. Go on. And god. if they were on Earth, he would then get up and and run as he's had his revelation, and a bunch of seagulls would take off. <laughs> can't really, can't really do that here. Uh, oh my god. They're not seagulls, uh, they're avian zindi. Oh, yeah, of course. But they're just skull zindi now. <laughs> yeah, they skull skulls, fly away. <laughs> <laughs> um, my good thing was uh, just, uh, oh, look, Hoshi's there for more than eight seconds. Yeah. Like, she actually had something to do and actually had a couple of cute lines and, like, oh, right, she exists.
1: I like that lady. I wish yeah, they used they her more. But
0: we We made jokes last season about how Travis is hardly in it and now she's gotten the same. Like, now it's more than just one of them. Mm. Now now that both of them have been not in this season hard. Like they each had one episode, and otherwise they're like like they always say, Oh, she's running the translation for us, but she never like we never see her doing anything. Yeah. Mm. Well they it's, you know it's,
1: like, it's, it's very important that they have more time for Archer to yell at people.
0: Ugh. Yeah. And squint. Gotta squint. <laughs> we we also don't have time to wash his fucking face.
1: <laughs> wash your face! <laughs> I love that we all made notes about that. Ah. <laughs> Why are they so dirty?
0: Uh. It's to show yeah. how tired they are. Mm-hmm. I, again, I know it's visual shorthand, but it's terrible visual shorthand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like back on Voyager when we knew things were going bad because Tom Paris's hair was mussed a little bit. Yep. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Yep. But Ed, oh. your, t- your visual
2: shorthand, uh, it's not very good. <laughs> Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Ugh.
1: Let's Anything? see. Mm.
0: Scanning the old notes. Yeah, I just have a lot of cup banging. Um, <laughs> uh, Bob, you pointed out in the last one we had those terrible grainy like mm-hmm. uh, flashback, flash forwards, flashback. Yep. it was the future, but it was the past. Whatever. <laughs> But uh, Flonk actually pointed this out. He was watching this episode about an hour before me, and so I caught up to. it. Was like, oh yeah, I see what you mean. They're like heist movie intros where um, uh, Degra's uh, uh, briefing Archer on what each of the Zindi races are like. Like, okay, the or the uh, the the insectoids are going to be like this. The mm-hmm. the, uh, the aquatics are going to be like this. And with each one, they do that flat like the, the flash of light. And you see, like, like oh, yeah. a black and white, you know, like, like with a heist movie. Like, mm-hmm. okay, and then we break into the vault. And then you've got to <laughs> knock out the guards. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> like, I like when most shows try to get creative with the way they depict things, but this show just isn't very good at it.
1: Honestly, I think it's because there's so many different Zindi races that you lose track of who does what, and they needed to, like, remind yeah. the
0: audience. <laughs> No, no, that's fine. Yeah, and but they he- wanted to make a an exposition scene interesting, yeah. but I just don't think the show's very good at like I wish they were cuz I like when shows get, you know, creative. I just I feel like they're not very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. You are not wrong. Yeah. Matt, you were going to say something? Mm. <laughs> no.
1: Okay. Wow. <laughs> Bobby, if I was, enough? I don't remember it now, so <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. you got anything else? Uh I got an alternate title. <laughs> What do you got? I got uh, Legend of the Guardians: The Sphere Builders
0: of Zindi. Uh, but but you put a you put an apostrophe in Zin- Zindi just to just D. To, well, I like don't know how to pronounce an G- apostrophe. Gahool. All oh, right. That that great uh, Zack Snyder film. I about owls. Is that a <laughs> Zack Snyder film?
1: Yeah, there it is. is. Wow, I didn't even I, know that. Yeah, I
0: know nothing about it except that.
1: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I
0: know, I know it, it has um, owls. Like That's it. <laughs> when they gave him the mm-hmm. uh, the Superman movie, everyone was saying, oh, you mean for the acclaimed director of the owls movie? <laughs> really? That's so weird. We're owl movie inspectors. That is, that is
1: not my go-to <laughs> for
0: what what a Zack Snyder movie That's is. The...
2: No, no. It's, well, not no many. It's, not. Or it's not many
0: people's. Yeah. That's the only thing I know about it, though. So, huh. uh, uh, Matt, what do you got? Uh, the council yells at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Al, go. what's yours? Well, I went I went with a reference of the now extinct uh, Avian Zindi, which is... <laughs> which is the a single syllable that can reduce Matt to... Uh, ah, the funniest thing there ever was. To a breathless heap on the ground. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you got for a quote?
2: Oh, yeah, this is the only part of the entire episode that I found likable, honestly. It's a tiny scene. Trouble sleeping? That's weird. If thing's finally looking up, you'd think I'd be able to get some
0: shut-eye. There's
2: a section of mess hall up and running. In the mood for a snack? Certainly. Yeah,
0: it was pretty tiny. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, play it as a quote, and then forget about it forever, probably. Yeah, that, that seems likely. Yeah. I mean... Nothing in these happened like mattered. Like we ended with a big battle, and like the the end is coming. But I also know there's two more episodes in the season, so it's yep. not even like the climactic battle. It's the penultimate battle, which <laughs> will then stall for further time until we get to the season finale. So yeah,
1: oh, yeah. which will then end on a cliffhanger.
0: <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. certainly. Flunk mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. I know uh, Brandon knew he was on his way out. He was like, "Okay, here's one last fuck you. Deal with that. Bye." <laughs>
2: Now, everyone on the ship's been turned into a ghost werewolf mummy. In the past. Yeah, that's Brandon Bragg, all right. That's why he got fired. Also, Tripp started hearing voices. <sighs> that's
0: definitely what the voices sound uh-huh. like. Can you
2: say something to me? <laughs> Who's Top? Nope.
0: Yeah, I said. Z- z-
1: z- 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 <laughs> z-
0: <laughs> I know how you like to squint, and it's like voice squinting. So. <laughs> All whispering right. Whispering you mean whispering trip? Yeah. Voice squinting. That's what I said.
2: <laughs> Cap, not time. I don't have time for all your fancy words. I've only been to college 18 times.
0: <laughs> Look, when I went back for my correspondence course in uh, in Gator wrestling, <laughs> I didn't have time to learn the right word for whispering. <laughs> Look,
2: Captain, I may not know much, but I do but I do have a doctorate in how to identify different types of wrench. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe the only guy who would not embarrass himself in front of his dad. Almost certainly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for this time. Bob, you got anything you would like to tell the people about?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, there's there's still the podcast called The Optical, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, kind of revisiting uh, VFX and film technology cool stuff. Uh, that is at Optical. Podcast.com and also been uh you know posting some stuff about uh some projects with uh, ceramics and electronics and 3D printing and all that kind of stuff at my other site, vixenlabs.com.
0: All right. Uh we're coming up on the end of the season, so if you want to send us an email, please do post to Tom yep. Tom at Gmail. Um the website, com, the Tumblr, com. Uh we will be doing our big uh discovery first episode of Discovery Live show June 30th in Ooh. Seattle at the Pocket Theater. Yep. Super excited for that. Bob, I assume will be there. I will. Like I yep. figured you live like within walking distance of the venue, but I just <laughs> want to be like maybe I hadn't asked you yet. I don't want to be a dick about it. Like you you'll be there. Uh, right? just okay. Just be good.
1: clear like <laughs> yeah,
0: I will walk over. Okay. Okay, I'll br- I, I'll be passing by in my car. I'll, I'll
1: take you. Over. Oh, thank
0: you. I just I just want to make sure telling the people that like yeah this this guest you're hearing will be there. Well, I assume I don't remember if I've asked you yet.
1: This very popular Seems guest so. that you definitely want to meet.
0: Look, one of the one of the selling points is you don't just get to meet me and Matt, but like seriously, you'll be there. Brian will be there. Caitlin's talking about being there. Amanda will be there. Like a lot of a lot of your regular. Uh, people you hear on mm-hmm. the show will be yep. there so uh, that's that's an exciting I'll, Nate's gonna try to make it down yeah so. mm,
1: I'll be there in my melody rebel cosplay
0: <laughs> I, there was talk of cosplay like <laughs> Caitlin brought up she might put on her seven of nine costume so now other people are like hey yeah me too so uh, <laughs> so that's a thing <laughs> uh, so look forward to that and yep. uh, next week we'll be closing out the, the, the horror that is season three so uh, be happy for us for that I guess yeah
2: all right uh, see you, i <laughs>
0: The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, We're still just
1: doing this.